put down the best words trying to describe what you're going through right now. But still, people won't have an idea of what you're dealing with. Listen, you can, you can tell them and you can use the best words you know. You can pull out the, the source. You can pull out the dictionary. You can get concordances. But you know what? God, you cannot describe to everybody what you deal what you deal with on your job, what you deal with in your relationship, what you deal with in your body, what you deal with. But God understands everything that you deal with. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. Notice, if you will, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and verse 36. And the Bible reads as follows. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. I think that's me to read that again. Notice what Jesus was doing. He went about the cities, he went about the villages, he was teaching in the synagogues, he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Isn't that powerful? That's powerful right there. Won't you notice something though where he notice in verse 36? But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Based on that, I want to talk to you for a few minutes on this topic. Moved with compassion. Moved with compassion. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. And I pray for these next few minutes, Father, you will continue to open up our hearts and minds to receive what thus saith the Lord. We continue to bind the enemy, cast them out. Thank you for your anointing, Father. And as we leave this place, help us to grab a hold of being moved with compassion, just like Jesus was. And we love you for this. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. Compassion can be defined as having the ability to share a concern for others to the point that when they're suffering, I feel motivated to relieve their suffering. In other words, I want to be in a position that I can stop them from being in great distress or trouble. As humans, we experience suffering, trouble, hard times, and so forth. It's a part of being human, but it's especially part of becoming Christ-like. See, afflictions are times in our life where we realize how powerful our God is in the natural, in natural, as well as sometimes we see these afflictions seem overwhelming. In other words, God is keeping us during times in our life where life seems overwhelming. Problems seem overwhelming. Situations seem overwhelming. But God shows his might. He shows us how strong he is and in our life when God is keeping us during our affliction. 
I think one of the things I love about when I look at scripture, and sometimes, you know, when you read it the first or second time, you may not catch it. But one thing about God, God is in a situation where he keeps us during whatever we're going through. He keeps us. And I love that because I've been in a situation where I didn't feel like I was keeping myself. But I realized that God is keeping me. And how many you know you realize God keeping you when you're going through? I mean, you realize that you really ain't keeping yourself, that you feel like you, you would have quit throwing in the towel, said no, ain't no way. But God keeps you. And it's good to know God keeps us. And see, one thing about God's word, it teaches us that we're going to have afflictions. It's going to, the word teaches us that. It's a part of being justified by, uh, by God. But afflictions are going to come. I remember a time in my life when I dealt with this affliction. I mean, this thing was awful. You know how people say there are many afflictions? Well, I, in my mind, I had this one affliction. This one affliction seemed like it weighed, it kept the weight of the world on my back. It felt like I was just going through one of the hardest times I've ever been through in my life. Pressure was on me, and I, I felt the pressure. I felt the stress. I felt like uh, I was letting family members down. I was letting you down as a ministry. I was trying to figure things out on my own, trying to. And see, one thing about when you go through as a saved person, you want to do it what's right. You don't want to start just tricking and start cussing folks out and start lying and, and trying to go back to the ways of the world in order to handle your afflictions. You're trying to do what's right going through the affliction. You don't want to go back to drinking and taking drugs and stuff like that. You just want to be in a position where you are handling the afflictions in a godly way. Trying to do right. Trying to get the pressure off. But it seemed like to me that it wasn't even working. I mean, I was up here at this church praying, and sometimes I couldn't even hardly pray because my mind was just so afflicted with this particular affliction. Because it was just, it was, it was, I'm going to tell you, it was awful. It was distress. It was trouble. And then I would come here on Sunday morning and minister, and I had to act like everything was all right. I had to act like, you know, I wasn't going through like I was going through. But I remember God keeping me. I remember God keeping me through the affliction. And I thank God when he kept me, then after a while, uh, you know how we talked about that compassion is you bringing about a relief. You're bringing about a that no longer suffering any longer. Well, God brought me help. And I appreciate the help he stirred upon somebody to help us in that particular situation. And I appreciate that help because that help helped me. And, and even those, and this is, you may not be you, but sometimes when I'm afflicted and then the pressure off, I can like feel the pressure coming off of me. I mean, I ain't got to speak in tongues or nothing like that, but I feel the pressure going off of me. I'm like, whoo, man, this feels so much better, that pressure off of me. And you say, well, I don't feel anything. I, I felt that pressure get off me. And I don't know if that's spiritually speaking or not, but I do know this. I felt the pressure come off of me. But you know one thing I learned through that process? That God's a keeper. God's a keeper. Because I'll be honest with you. I thought, all, I'm telling you, we going through it like I was. You think about all kinds of ways to relieve the pain. I mean, you think about, Lord, if I could just do this right here. And see what it is? My problem is I used to be a sinner. And I practiced sin real good. And some of that sin I practiced, I knew could bring me relief. And I said, Lord, let me do this right here. He said, no, you can't do this right here. You know, God wouldn't even, he wouldn't even uh, entertain my thoughts. He's like, 
No, this ain't right. You know that. Wait, no, God, you know, just get the pressure off. Because I wanted to get the pressure off. I wanted to get the pressure off. I wanted to get the pressure off. But I appreciate God keeping me. I appreciate God keeping me. I appreciate God keeping me. Oh, excuse me. Let me just have a moment to myself. Thank you for keeping me, Lord. Thank you for keeping me, Lord, because I know it wasn't me that kept me. Because I would have did this, that, and the other, but you kept me, God. You kept me, God. And I appreciate the fact that God is a keeper in those situations. And that's why we read Psalms 34 19. Let's go to Psalms 34 19. And while you get that, let me say this to you. You can just, sometimes you can expect more than one affliction at one time. And, and sometimes they come in large numbers. You get one phone call, then something else happened on a, at the work situation. You go home, something else happened. Then, then you get to your work, and all of a sudden they talking funny. And then you get home, they talking funny. Children talking funny. Your car start acting crazy. And then you're like, my God, when is this pressure going to get off of me? But you know what's really powerful about that? You go through it, and after a while, the stuff that used to bother you, don't bother you like it used to. I mean, you know, stuff that used to like, I remember a time where I used to be, whoo, I was a basket case. But God, look at me now. The same similar situation, and I'm not even getting upset like I did once before. I'm not even thinking about those old things like I used to before. Because Psalms 34 and 19 is, is becoming a reality in my life. 34 and 19 reads as follows. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Notice this, many. Not just one, but many. In other words, you might get over one, you might deal with another. You know, when you look at Jesus' life, you know, he used to go from one problem to the next. Look at the scripture. He, he used to go, he used to heal somebody on the, get on the boat, go through a storm, and after they get through the storm, he had to go and deal with some demons. And you say, well, my, I, I think I need a break from problems. I, I agree, you need a break from problems. But it don't matter if I agree or not, what does the word say? Are y'all following him? And so, but many are the afflictions, are the miseries, are the, adversity of the righteous righteous those justified by god but the lord delivers him out of them how many how many how many glory be to god notice the escape plan that god has for us the lord jehovah the all-existing one delivers us he rescues us out of them all he helps us to recover out of them all he loves us enough and he gets us out of them all our salvation our healer our protector our provider our way maker our miracle worker he delivers us out of them all he rescues us he recovers us and he restores us out of them all. Every last one of them. So if I'm not out, I know God's got a plan to get me out. If I'm not out yet, I say, God, you know what? I'm still giving you glory. I'm still magnifying you. I'm keeping a good attitude because you're going to get me out of this right here. 
Woo, he gonna get my finances out. He gonna get my marriage out. He gonna get my single life out. He gonna get my children out. He gonna get my relationships out. He gonna get my ministry out. He's gonna get me out of them. What? Hallelujah. Woo, I have a promise despite what it looks like or what it feels like. Cause how many know when you're going through, you don't feel like you're getting out. Thank y'all. Y'all made see. Thank y'all. I've heard two or three of y'all. The rest of y'all pray for us, all right? When you're going through, I don't always feel like I'm getting out. I mean, because sometimes, and really, you think about it, though, it, it don't be lasting long, but it feels like it lasts forever. I mean, forever. I mean, that thing's like it'll never stop with what is, what's going on in this situation. And regardless if I feel like it or not, my recovery, my restoration, and my rescue May not feel like it's happening fast enough, but it does not change the promise. It's up to me and align and agree with his word. And I'm going to be a faith walker. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And then I'm going to say, hey, he's going to deliver me out of them. What? Oh, oh, that means all of them. That means 100% of them, he's going to deliver me out of them all. And let me say this to you. I, I, don't, I don't even know, and I'm not trying to prophesy or anything over your life, but chances are in this sanctuary right now, you're in a situation where God's delivering you right now. I mean, it, right now, I'm talking about it could be your financial situation, it could be challenging your body, it could be something going on mentally, but I promise you, not what I promise you, but what God promised you in Psalm 34 and 19, he going to deliver you out of them what? All of them, all of them, all of them, all of them, all of them. And the more I gain knowledge and understanding about suffering, I begin to realize that suffering is a part of a process. Of me becoming Christ-like. Becoming Christ-like. And the process is what caused me to grow and mature in God and his word and his ways. Step by step, as I come into agreement with God's word in my thinking, my talking, and my actions, I see myself growing in God. I see myself maturing in God. I see myself walking by faith and not by sight. And I serve a God who understands suffering. And it's compassionate toward me amidst what I'm dealing with right now. And see, most of the time, people do not fully understand the suffering that you deal with. Most people have no idea of how that suffering is affecting our minds, affecting our bodies, affecting how we think, talk, and act. But I know who does know 100% of what you're dealing with, and that's God. That's God. Let me say this to you. You can put down the best words trying to describe what you're going through right now, but still people won't have an idea of what you're dealing with. Listen, you can, you can tell them and you can use the best words you know. You can pull out the, the source. You can pull out the dictionary. You can get concordances. But you know what? God, you cannot describe to everybody what you deal with. What you deal with on your job, what you deal with in your relationship, what you deal with in your body, what you deal with. But God understands everything that you're dealing with. He does. He understands it. He understands. Well, Pastor, why won't he get me out if he understands what I'm going through? He's causing us to grow up. He's causing us to mature. He's causing us to develop that relationship that we have with him. 
Because one thing, when I remember going through that particular situation, when I went through something else, I said, well, you know what? I remember when God delivered me out of this. And when he delivered me out of this, I said, you know what? He'll deliver me out of that. And you have that type of reference when you continue to grow and mature in God. You say, you know what? He got me out of this, and he'll get me out of that. He got me out of this, he'll get me out of that. It may not come when I want it, but he'll always be on his timing. His timing, not my timing. My timing, I would never would have went through it. But God knows what we need when we need it. I got to be aware. I got to be aware of what God is doing in my life. And see, let me say this to you, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I want you to understand this. Suffering is real. It's real. I don't try to, listen, I don't try to downplay anybody's suffering. I, I, I hope I've matured to the point that if you tell me you're going through something, I can have compassion about it. Because I realize you going through something is, is something to you. I can't downplay it and talk about, well, if, you know, dog, they should grow up and mature from that. Well, when you're going through, you ought to act more mature then instead of trying to down. I'm sorry. Are you following me? It's important that we understand that. that I, and I like what Jesus said, and I like what Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 53 and verse 3. Let's turn over there to Isaiah 53 and verse 3. See, Jesus suffered and can relate to the sorrow, the pain, and the grief that comes with trials, trouble, pain, and such like. That when we did, when he deals with us and he helps us, he can relate. He can relate because he knows what we deal with in the church as well as outside the church. Isn't it good to know what God knows what you're dealing with? Isn't it good to know that God sees what you're going through? Isn't it good to know that if, if people, your family, your friends, your loved ones, they want to understand your pain, God understands your pain. He understands what you're dealing with. And that's good, that's good for me. And I, I see why he understands it. When you read scriptures like Isaiah 53 and verse 3, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as we hid as it were, our faces from him, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. So notice this. We see six feelings that Jesus dealt with and experiences that may or may not come from suffering. But they're very real because this is what Jesus dealt with. You may deal with this at one time. You may deal with this several at one time. You may deal with uh, some. And let me say this to you. What you're dealing with, and what you perceive, what you're dealing with, is what you perceive. It's what you perceive. For example, you may, people may, you may feel like people may despise us. You may despise. And, and let me say this to you. They may despise you. I mean, what are you going to do if they do? This is the thing you've got to understand. They despise Jesus. They deem him as worthless. But I noticed with Jesus, he did not stop him for from completing the will of God for his life. Others may reject you or not accept you. And they didn't reject Jesus. I mean, they did not, as, uh, excuse me, they rejected Jesus as well. Pain may affect us mentally as well as physically. Hurt, disappointment, and grief can affect us mentally as well as physically. Now, so notice they got despised, they rejected, and they got pain. Another one is that we may experience grief. When you're dealing with suffering, you may experience 
grief, anxiety, or sickness. We may feel that people are shunning or hiding from us. And sometimes, let me say, sometimes people are hiding from you. Lord, look at you. Look, that was kind of, I mean, let, real, sometimes people are hiding from you. But does it stop you from being, or, or excuse me, from the Lord delivering you? Because what you experience is real. You, you're going through, but you don't feel like anybody understands what you're going through. You feel like if they love me, they will call me and check on me. But nobody calls and checks on you. Now, it's amazing they called you all the other times. But yet, at this particular window of time that you're dealing with, you're like, nobody's calling me. Nobody's checking on me. They, and listen, one of my favorite, they should know how I feel. They should know how I feel. Isn't that amazing? Have you? I, I've been through situations where don't nobody know what I'm going through. Don't nobody know what I feel. I remember when I was going through that time here, up here at the church, doing this, that, and the other. And y'all were great. Don't get me wrong. Y'all were great. Y'all were encouraging and so forth. But I was like, thank you so much. But in the back, sad, disappointed, frustrated. God, can you give me relief? Can you give me relief from this situation? That was me. Now, you may not feel like that. But just in case you ever do, understand Jesus experienced the same type thing. You may feel others may esteem, excuse me, others may not esteem or think highly of you. And we may not think highly of ourselves as well. Think, can you think about this? Jesus was going through and others did not think highly about him when he was going through. It's amazing. When you look at the, the six feelings we're talking about and experience that may come from suffering, people may not, people may despise us, others may reject us, pain may affect us mentally and physically, we may experience grief, we may not, we may feel that people are shunning us and others may not esteem us and we may not think highly of ourselves. See, suffering will cause us to grow in ways we may not think was possible if we allow the, until we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in the midst of what we're dealing with. One of the ways you grow up is allow the Holy Spirit to teach you through the suffering process. You can't, listen, I wish you could rebuke it and say, say, devil, I cast you out in the name of Jesus and be gone and be done with it. But unfortunately, this particular aspect doesn't go like that. See, rejection, being deemed worthless and dealing with mental and physical hurt can do a number on us regardless of who we are, how long you've been saved. And see, suffering takes you through. We must have to remember to keep moving through the process and obeying God's written and revealed word as we are going through. And this is the thing I love about this. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us through it. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us through it. Let's go to John 16 and 13. I, I tell you, I've learned so many life-changing lessons by the Holy Spirit. 
I can't even begin to start naming because it's been, it's been a lifelong journey. And I know God was doing the same thing for you as well. But notice John 16 and 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Notice the Holy Spirit is there to guide us, to teach us when we're suffering. To influence us when we're dealing with hardships. To lead us when we're going through and we deem like nobody understands what I'm dealing with. The Holy Spirit is there. And he'll teach you in the midst of what you're going through. For example, if you're suffering financially, but the Holy Spirit will continue to teach you how to give according to Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Let's go over to Luke 6 and 38 and see this real quickly. Here you are going through financially, and, and the Lord is telling you to give. Woo-wee. That, that don't seem fair. Let the rich folks take care of the business. I'm going through financially. I don't need to be giving. Can you imagine if that woman who, uh, the woman who the prophet came and saw at the gate gathering sticks, amen, to make her, her and the last meal together, she's going to feed her and her child one last meal, and then they're going to sit and wait and die. Well, she had that attitude when the prophet came by. Oh, my goodness. She would have missed out on a lifetime of blessing if she would have done that. But notice Luke 6 and 38. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. With the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So notice, even in the midst of of going through financially, he's telling you to give. He's telling you to to grant or give. And then he says, if you do, good measure, press down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. With the same measure, the same portion of quality that you use, it'll be measured back to you. And understand, when that measure is talking about, it's not the measure that you, hallelujah, it's not the measure if you give a penny, you get back a penny. It's the measure that you give, it's going to be given back into you. You give in faith and you receive a harvest. That's why you give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, it shall be given unto you. Here you go, go, going through financially and God is telling you to give. Going through and he's telling you, he's bringing to your remembrance Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 through 11. Let's go over there, Matthew, Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 through 11. Notice what he says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offering. You are cursed with a curse. We have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Make food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the I failed to to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Notice this. All of this is when you 
suffering financially, he's telling you to give. And I'm going to bless you with that good measure. I'm going to bless you till your cup runneth over. I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You ain't got room enough to receive. Here you are going through mentally and God, somebody, people don't even like you, but God's telling you to pray for those that despitefully use you. They don't like you at your job. They don't like you at your school. And here God telling you to pray for them. And you're like, I don't want to pray for them. And God said, it's bigger than them. It's about you and what you're dealing with. Isn't it wonderful that God would tell you to pray for your enemies? No, not the folks that like you, but to pray for your enemies. God is telling you, amen. Listen, notice his word is working in us. The Holy Spirit is teaching us. He's guiding us and he's leading us and he's working on our mindset, our attitudes and everything else. Because why? Notice what he's doing. Psalms 34 and 19. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them what? He's going to rescue us. He's going to help us to recover. He's going to help us to restore as we do it his way. Everybody say his way. And that is so important. We got to trust God. Trust God's way of doing things. Trust God's way approach about how he does things. We got to trust his way of doing things. And many of us seen a lot, and let's be real, we've seen a lot this year, last year, and in past. It's coming up to the holidays. I'm sure there's going to be some memories you're going to like and some memories you're not going to like. Some emotions going to come your way and some you like you, some you don't like. But isn't it wonderful to know that God is going to deliver you out of them what? Oh, oh, oh. So we got to tell one another, hey, you know, God going to deliver you out of them all. God going to deliver you out of them all. In fact, let's practice real quickly. Look around and look at three people and tell them, God going to deliver you out of them all. God going to deliver you out of them all. God going to deliver you out of them all. God going to deliver you out of them all. God going to deliver you out of them all. Now, hold on. We, we did three, right? Don't stop there. Don't stop there. Continue to remind one another what you're going through. Oh, God going to deliver you, Andrew. I'm going through financially. God going to deliver you, ain't it? My body is being challenged. God going to deliver you, ain't it? Listen, I'm going through on the job. God going to deliver you, ain't it? Whatever it is, remind yourself God going to deliver you. I don't know how. Listen, I don't know how God going to do it. I'm going to tell you something. God got so many ways to deliver you. I'm telling you, it will mess with your mind. But just trust God. He going to do what he says. Trust God. He going to do what he says. Do what he says. Now, um. Brings us to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. One of the things I love about this particular text is, is that Jesus understands what you're dealing with. He understands it. He understands it. Notice in Matthew 9, 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in the synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But, verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. As we aspire or endeavor to have a ministry like Jesus, 
We want to look at the activities and the actions of his ministry. In my opinion, we can see in this text, we see Jesus' ministry. We see Jesus' motivation. And we see also his method. Let's look first of all at Jesus' ministry in Matthew 9 and 35. Jesus was going about all the different cities and villages. He was traveling from place to place, ministering God's word. I don't know the exact sermon, but I believe it's God's word. How do you know? Because people were being healed. People were being, he was preaching the gospel. And their people were being affected in a way that probably they never have before. Can you imagine Jesus going around from Villarica to Carrollton to Douglasville to Whitesburg to to all these surrounding cities, Noonan, Dallas, Georgia, Douglasville, and he's ministering, right? He's going from city to city. He's teaching them. He's imparting instruction. He's instilling doctrine. But not only is he teaching, he's teaching in the synagogues, the place where they gather at as a church. They're gathering together. He's going there. He's teaching. Every time he teaches, can you imagine the life-changing words that he speaks into the people? Can you imagine that as he's talking to them, not only is he bringing life, he's bringing life more abundantly. According to John chapter 10, verse 10. And all of that, he was preaching. He was proclaiming, proclaiming, uh, and pub, excuse me, proclaim as well as publish the ministry of signs and wonders done by the power of God. And the gospel, again, is the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. Can you imagine people hearing the gospel and say, you know what, I ain't got to live like this anymore? I can be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and have a relationship with God. And then all of a sudden, and then people came in there with all types of ailments and sicknesses and disease. And everyone that came was healed by the power of God. I mean, every one of them. The Bible says he healed every sickness and every disease among the people. Not this one, but every one of them. Can you imagine? Somebody brought something and doctor says, this can't be healed. And Jesus healed them just like that. Can you imagine they bring this to Jesus and tell Jesus, hey, you know what? My my family had it. My my grandmother had it. My great grandma You know how the generational things keep coming from generation to generation. And all of a sudden Jesus said, don't worry, it stops today. And boom, it was healed. No longer did their family have it any longer. No, Can you notice whatever disease came into the midst of that particular people that Jesus healed? Broke generation of curses. Healed stuff that doctors said couldn't be healed. And let me say this to you before I go further. He's still doing the same thing today. That same Jesus healing every sickness and every disease that comes up in his midst. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so he's healing everybody. He's healing. He's healing. You remember now, Jesus is in the flesh. And I want, this is important for us to understand. He's in the flesh. He's going from city to city. He's healing. But he looks at the multitude. Verse 36. He looks at the multitude. And, and, and I imagine this is in my mind. Because he's in, the, he's in the flesh. 
can imagine Jesus looking at the multitude. Yeah, I'm healing them. I'm preaching the gospel. They need something else. Because I'm in the flesh. I'm in the flesh. Now, in the spirit, I'm everywhere. But in the flesh, I'm only in this city. If I'm in Villarica, I'm not in Carrollton. If I'm in Atlanta, I'm not in Douglasville. Are y'all seeing this? And he said, you know what? They're weary. They're scattered. They're like sheep with no shepherd. I said, okay, God, what are you telling us today? What are you telling us? What are you telling us? Because it's interesting to me. One thing you notice in verse 36, he saw them. He paid attention to them. He perceived the multitudes. He saw their situation. He saw what they deal with. And I love the fact that no matter where I go, no matter what I do, God sees me. He sees me. He sees me. People may not see me. I can be in a crowd. And I don't know, I've been in, I've been in certain crowds. People will say, hey, how you doing? Certain crowds, people are like, Y'all don't know about that, do you? I'm sorry. This, this, this. There's certain crowds I go to, people like, you know, you ain't nobody. That's what they kind of, you know, I get that kind of vibe. Is vibe a good word, babe? Okay, vibe. I get that vibe. That they don't even care who I am. They'll push in front of me. They'll, they'll do this, that, and the other. Like, you know, like, he ain't nobody. Now, if I, I thought, I think this is me. You know, you remember we talked about Isaiah going through Isaiah 53? And again, all kind of thoughts in your mind, if I was somebody, they wouldn't push in front of me like that. But since I'm just nobody, then they just push in front of me like I ain't nobody. I said, okay, now I'm, I'm, I see what Isaiah 53 is talking about. You can have thoughts in your mind that you may not feel worthy as you ought to feel worthy because of the way people treat you. Or they don't really acknowledge you. And so, you know, I had to get over myself and keep moving forward because, you know, I can't be in the back of the line, whatever, whatever the case might be. But, you know, all right, that's cool. But Jesus saw. He saw the multitude. Remember, think about this. He has healed all these folks. He has ministered the gospel. He has did all these great things. But yet he saw them and he says, I see a need in the people's life. I see them as weary. And I see them as scattered. I see them. I see them as, notice this, weary, faint, tired out, weak. And I see them as also scattered. Scattered, not, not just necessarily being scattered physically, but scattered mentally. But notice what he says. Like sheep having no shepherd. Like sheep having no shepherd. You know what I love about God? That each week he sees us. And you got a shepherd. So what does God do? He feeds you with knowledge and understanding. I see what you're going through in the blue. I see what you're going through in the white. I see what you're going through in the brown. I see what you're going through in the gray. So I'm going to send you a word to help you. 
and to help your family and to help your family and to help you on your job. Yeah, I know what you're doing with that job right there. I know Pastor Dobbs don't, but he knows what, you, what you're dealing with in your job. He knows what you're dealing with in your school. He knows what you're dealing with in your family. He knows what you're about to deal with next week. So I'm going to send you a word that will feed you with knowledge and understanding according to Jeremiah 3.15. And it's going to help you. Because the spirit of truth is still working, right? With John 16 and 13, he's going to show you things to come. So in other words, I'm going to give you a word to bring healing, and I'm going to give you a word to help cause you to be a conqueror next week. Because why? He sees you. I, I, I listen, I, I, I wish, I thank God he sees me too. Because you know what? I go and I hear the word, but I only hear the word, but I go back to my bishop and get a word from him too as well. I thank you, Bishop Walker, for, for giving me a word to help me, amen, to have knowledge and understanding. So you know what I'm going to deal with next week, too, as well. Now, I know, I know, Pastor Dobbs. You say, well, Pastor Dobbs, listen, you don't know everything I'm dealing with, but I'm glad he does. Because he don't miss a trick, y'all. He don't miss people trying to manipulate you. He don't miss people trying to do you wrong. Because why? He was a God that dealt with that type of infirmities and dealt with that type of situation in Isaiah 53. He dealt with it. He dealt with it so he understands what you deal with. He understands. He said, you know what? I'm going to give them a song. I'm going to give them a song. Boy, that song will minister to them. They don't know that song is going to help them deal with what they got to deal with next week. That song, listen, they don't even know that praise team member is ministering, but they ministering, what, bringing healing and also giving them a word for next week. Oh, you ain't never left this, uh, uh, left the sanctuary and was singing the song on Tuesday while you were going through? You ain't never left the sanctuary and was singing that song on a Wednesday? Ain't like, oh, why? Oh, cause God knew what you needed. He knew what you needed. And he says, I'm gonna meet that need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Cause I know, don't you need it mentally, but you need also physical healing. I'm gonna heal you too. Cause healing to me is not only mentally, but physically as well. I thank God for healing Jesus that heals us mentally and physically. Hallelujah. And then notice what he says. They're like sheep that have no shepherd. They have no shepherd. What does a shepherd do? He feeds knowledge and understanding. That's what my job is to feed you knowledge and understanding. And understand this too. I don't have to know everything about you to feed you knowledge and understanding. Because the Holy Spirit makes up for what I don't know. You see how he's ministered us right now? He has ministered us and told us, hey, I know what you dealt with last week. I know what you're going to deal with next week, too. So I'm giving you a word today that's going to help you to deal with next week, too. I'm going to give you a song that will help you to deal with next week. I'm going to give you a prayer and the opening prayer that will help you to deal with next week. That's why you got to make sure you're a part of every part of the service. Because you never know what God's going to drop a rhema into your spirit to help you to deal with everything that comes your way. Even my giving is helping me to deal with what's going on next week. It's also helped me to be delivered from last week. It's also helped me to move forward in the things of God. I heard somebody talk about moving forward. And that's, oh, that's, that's my word, God. I'm dealing with something, but I got to move forward. I got to move forward. I got to deal with what's going on in my life. 
So God done gave me an MC. He done gave me a prayer. He done gave me a praise and a worship. Then he's giving me a word. He, he's empowering me and he's equipping me for what I'm about to deal with in the future. He's not, he's not coming. Listen, he's not bringing me in the sanctuary just to have a gathering. He said, this is God's house and I'm going to give them a word. So in turn, they can be empowered and they can be equipped to deal with the enemy, deal with family, deal with loved ones, and even deal with themselves. Isn't it good to know? And this is an example of Jesus being moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. You know what he was moved with compassion? He saw a need. Remember, Jesus wasn't going to be here in the natural. Jesus could have, let me tell you something. What I thought about this, and I'm still thinking about it, y'all. So I, let me finish this because it's not going the way I thought it would, but I believe you, y'all getting the point, right? One thing I thought about this, Jesus was, he could have, he after he had ministered to all the people, he could have said, they're going to be all right just the way they are. He could have said, you know what, I'm, listen, I healed them, I'm teaching them, and so forth. But you know what he said? They're going to need a shepherd. They're going to need an overseer. They're going to need somebody that week in and week out feeds them knowledge and understanding. So no longer will they be weary and no longer will they be scattered. Because weary and scattered is an enemy, but it's not good for God's sheep. Why? Because that's what he said. It ain't my opinion about what it was good. It's about what he said for us, his sheep. Remember, Jesus could still be healing you, and you still need a shepherd. Oh, look at y'all. You can still be learning in your own devotion time, but you still need what? A shepherd. You can, listen, Jesus could be healing every disease. You thought you would never be free from that. And he still could say, you need a what? Shepherd. Because notice, he says, they're weary and they're scattered. Like what? Sheep with no shepherd. So Jesus will move with compassion. And he did something about it. And that's why he tells us in, in uh, Hebrews 10, 25, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Because you need to come together. What? Not because I'm calling y'all here together. I'm here. I got an assignment to do. I got to feed y'all with what? Knowledge and understanding. And as I do, you leave here empowered. You leave here equipped. And you go out and you get victory over the enemy. And let me say this to you in my closing. You could be in a situation where you think, oh, I got one good service. Notice something about this. Notice about this. They had a good service, y'all. How you know they had a good service, Pastor Dow? He was teaching. He was healing. I mean, that's a good service, y'all. But he still said, y'all, they weary and they were scattered. So you got to be consistently Receiving knowledge and understanding. So in turn, you can follow God's plan for your life. Well, that's enough, ain't it? I think so. Amen. Stand to your feet. Let's give Jesus a hand of praise for his word. Amen. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. 
Please send your prayer request and testimonies to our website at OCCVR.org. That's OCCVR.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at OCCVR.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at OCCVR.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.